0: talk about a lot of things for an hour and a half um mostly just cats oh man cats i could talk about the best laffy taffy for about an hour and a half the pink one the pink one second to the pink one is like the banana one i like the banana
1: (laughs) i don't really like banana flavored candy but like the banana laffy laffy
2: taffy laffy taffy is pretty good here with Laura Orsi. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. And Clara Mitchell. Um, and they are part of, well, not part of, they started the movement Past the Skirt. Um, and I'm really excited for them to tell you about it, um, and hear a little bit about their stories as well. So ladies, do you want to introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm Laura Orsi. I'm, I'm kind of like, I guess I'm the person who kind of started. I'm the one like running everything, Right now, and I'm 17, and I'm from Arkansas, and
0: this it. is... They can't see us. Oh, yeah, but I just don't <laughs> so <in> want Anyway. <laughs> I'm Clara Mitchell. Um, I guess I'm, like, the reason why I got started. My- mainly because of, um, just the injustice of the day when it happened, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, should I say more about myself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um... I'm also in Arkansas, I wasn't from here, I'm adopted from China. <laughs> uh, I take six APs oh my god! I really, really like to go to school and learn.
2: No, that's great, <laughs> that's a great introduction. <laughs> Don't honestly. I lost my
0: first tooth when I was six.
2: <laughs> Um, But I think it's, I mean, I remember I read, so I read your story um, in a couple different places online. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. I'd love to talk to these ladies. So what, besides, you know, just like, give us the background as to what the day was, what happened, what lay the foundation for where this all started.
0: Uh, For a few months, I've been planning to wear this nice uh, suit and skirt set for the science symposium, which is like the presentation type thing for the science fair at my school. Um, It's essential to go to this and do well Mm -hmm. to get your science seal at Parkview. So I wore it, and I've worn this suit um, and skirt set before, and I had no problems with it. Mm -hmm. However, on that day, I got called out by someone in the front office. She said it was way too short. She made me turn around, and then she called a different, um, administrator to come in and escort me into his office so he could tell me to call my parents, and then he kicked me out of his office and put me in the front office, and, uh, I basically just had to wait there until my parents could come, and the issue with the whole timing, like, <laughs> issue, <laughs> is that I don't live close to the school, I live about a half an hour away, oh, so, wow. and my presentation time was about an hour from that point. So, if I had to leave to go change, I would have missed my presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have pulled my parents away from their full-time jobs, which would have been inconvenient and really hard on them. Um, until I told Lori what was happening and she offered to ask her dad to bring me a new change of clothes, mm-hmm. and he did. It, it really helped. and my, my father also came by and he offered to take me home. but. the time crunch was just too close I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. and uh, it's I'm really grateful for Lori and her dad for coming in and bringing me the spare change of clothes
2: Mm -hmm. and how did you feel Laura when you heard about this
1: I was uh really angry actually like I was really upset for Clara and everything like um just knowing like the important stuff she had going on that day and just feeling so frustrated Mm -hmm. that like you know her skirt was seen as more important than her education because they were trying to send her home, they were holding her in the office, and it's, like, it's the day of the science symposium. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, that that made it really hard on Clara. And also, like, when I, I went into the office to visit her, like, after she told me this, and she was, you know, she was in absolute tears and everything, and, like, they kicked me out, and, like, they threatened to dress code me, and but they didn't, and then they kicked me out, and I was like, that's not cool. And then, like, I went and talked to uh, some other students who they mentioned to me that they felt like the min- uh, the minority students were dress coded way more often than, like, the white students and stuff like that, and I kind of, that, that's kind of like how this whole thing was
0: born, mm-hmm. just kind of addressing that on social media. I was also more, like, pretty upset with how the situation was handled. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to explain to them my situation. I even did it respectfully and told them that I didn't want anything more to happen. I even offered to wear my trench coat that is long enough to cover up my um, attire, but -hmm. they would not let me. And they even accused me of faking my panic attack, and, like, she just was not having it, and people kept thinking that, or not people, but the administrators and the people in the front office just thought I was faking it so I could get out of trouble.
2: And have you ever, like, been in trouble before this?
0: I haven't been in trouble... Like to this degree, and she even threatened suspension when I wasn't earshot. Mm. She was in the other room. She, I guess she didn't think I could hear her, but she's like, We ought to just suspend her. This is her third offense over the course of two years. Which is not like our school policy at all. Mm. It's like
1: the, the first offense is just a warning, and the her first offense was like junior year, so it was the year before. So it doesn't even like it doesn't pile up, first mm. of all. And mm. Then, like, like so. don't pile up. Yeah, and so then. um,
2: And was that first, sorry, was that first offense like based on your another outfit that you had worn?
0: Yes, and that skirt was shorter, but over the offenses that I were given, uh, the skirts got longer, and I still got in trouble.
2: Oh, well, that's that's actually really interesting. So you're saying that like you kept trying to, you know, adjust your outfit to make sure that you could be within. Uh, regulations for your school, but you kept getting in trouble for it regardless. Yes, (laughs) Um, ma'am. (laughs) Ma'am.
0: Yes. (laughs) I am so sorry. Oh my gosh, no. She is our friend, okay? She's person of respect. I got to
2: call her something respectful. Oh, you can just call me Natalia. I'm not that. Listen, I'm in you know, it's a casual conversation, girl. Um, but I think that's really interesting that like you really did try to fix the situation but you were still getting called out for it. So, currently what is the rule? Like is it the fingertip rule? I know that's what I had. Like it had to be down to your fingertips.
0: So the rule at Parkview is that the skirt can't be over four inches above the knee.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: hilariously enough, I tried proving this because I didn't know that that was... I knew that was the rule, but I guess in the moment I thought it was also the dollar bill rule. You know, like the short part of the dollar bill, the width. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was it. And she's like, well, my the administrator was like, oh, I could have done that. So her going along with the wrong rule anyway mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's the skirt length rule at least there you can't have uh strapless tops Mm -hmm. um anything shoulderless is off limits Mm -hmm. you can't wear slides i think that's a safety thing though
2: (laughs) that's fair many of us have tripped you know getting on the train with just slides on so
1: (laughs) but like uh and a dollar bill is like first of all it's six inches long and only two and a half inches wide Mm -hmm. and it's a two and a half inch dollar bill that they're using to
0: measure it's like Mhm. Yeah, she just I think the administrator just didn't know what was I don't know why she went along with what I was saying cuz mm-hmm. she easily could have just said that's not her rule, but
2: mm-hmm. she went along
0: with it anyway.
2: So you it, feel like there's like this wishy-washiness. Yes, so much wishy-washiness. They, it
0: just doesn't seem like this is more of like oh, I don't want to like trash them, but like sometimes it just doesn't feel like they care. The administrators mm-hmm. like they just want us that's why I, I think that we should probably have somebody at Purfew who's still there and still an underclassman continue the movement like, while they're there. Yeah, because we're seniors mm-hmm. and they uh, I can see the administrators just waiting for us to graduate so this can wash over. No, that's not happening.
2: <laughs> so do you feel are you are either of you like trying to train like a freshman or a sophomore or something? We're looking for people
0: at the moment who will be responsible enough and respectful enough to carry the movement. Yeah. It's just, like, right now, like,
1: it's actually, um...
0: I mean, like, things are
1: going well, in my opinion, as Mm -hmm. compared to how they could be going. Like, I mean, I've obviously gotten some backlash from administration. Mm -hmm. Like, been in some messy situations there. Like, not like, like, they just being upset with me because of what I'm doing, basically. But um I mean like I'm hoping that we can get something done like before I graduate though. Yeah. But like yeah. I mean if not we're looking for other people to carry it on and I've got like other people at other schools that I've already got to kinda do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean like besides that I still plan to like work on it somehow from college.
0: And stuff like that. You just so. I, I know, I just I thought we should probably have like a representative from Parkview Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: yeah. So how did you uh get the website started and the Instagram page and when did when did that really take off?
1: Uh well I made okay, so like the day that I did my uh, little experiment, um, thingy where I wore Clara's skirt and all that, uh Can like, you explain that a little bit
2: more? Because I don't think we've talked oh, about that oh, yeah
1: yeah okay so the day after all that stuff happened with clara the store that she told earlier and all that like i wore the same skirt as an experiment like to see like if i would get coded in to kind of prove like this is an issue of like race and stuff like that even if it's like something that we don't want to
0: really admit mm-hmm. like I, I just you know i thought it was more of a body type thing with that because my legs are longer and like she didn't dress code you probably just because of that I didn't think it was a race issue initially initially yeah but I
1: mean like it's it's still a, it is a race issue though but uh, anyway <laughs> so I mean like I wore her skirt and I went uh up in front of um like I went to the office like a couple times in it and stuff like that and no one said anything so that was what I did And I made a post about it later saying like you know it's like uh, there's sexist issues in the dress code, there's mm-hmm. racial issues, there's cultural issues, stuff like that. Uh, and so that's how it kind of got on social media initially. And then after posting about that, I started getting messages from people saying that uh, they wanted to wear skirts the next day, like in support of Clara basically. And like, just to kind of like be like, this is what happened. We need to, like, this is like a thing that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made an Instagram account for it just to communicate with my classmates better. Like, I didn't intend for it to blow up the way that it did mm-hmm. at all. Like, I was just using it to talk to people without having to talk to people individually about it and mm-hmm. say the same thing over and over again. And then, like, it just kind of, like, got a big following somehow. Somehow. Uh, like, it just kind of happened. And I was like, well, uh, I guess this is where this is going. So that's kind of, like, how it's grown. It mm-hmm. just, like, I, I didn't intend for it to go this way, but this is the way that it went sort of thing.
2: Mhm. And so, what are, like, some specific tangible things that you're looking to change before you graduate, or you hope that changes before you graduate?
1: Like, specific rules?
2: Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Specific rules from our dress code would be stuff like, okay, the first one, but I think has to go is there's a rule that says you can't wear suggestive or revealing clothing,
2: mm-hmm. and, like, I
1: feel like that only really applies to girls, because mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like, like, I mean, just in the way that it's applied, it's very sexist. Like, you can't apply that to a guy,
0: really, mm-hmm. especially, but <laughs> Not often, but you could.
2: So what are, Well, what are some ways that you think that that rule can be applied to men?
0: Not often, but, like... I mean,
1: like, what is a guy going to wear that's going to be suggestive? Like, in the way that it would be suggestive on a girl. Because, I mean, they already addressed that you can't have any, like, provocative language and stuff like that on your shirt. You can't have, okay. like, pornography and all that. And so it's, all like, right. when they're talking about suggestive and revealing, they're talking about, like, your body. Oh, okay. <laughs> Other rules that you uh, know, change are, like, the four inches above the knee thing. Because that's actually... You have to have a pretty long skirt for that. And, like, um, honestly, just, like, with fashion stuff, it's kind of hard to find stuff that, like... Is going to fit the dress code requirements because there's also so many specific things that they say that you can't wear in the dress code, like off-the-shoulder tops
0: and crop Mm -hmm. tops and um, yoga pants. The the stores that that sell stuff to people our age don't really regard dress codes like this. Mm -hmm. They more so just sell towards popular, Mm -hmm. and that's mini skirts and off-the-shoulder tops. So of course you can shop around that, but if you want to be stylish and express yourself, then why should that change how we should be able to learn?
1: Yeah, and, like, another thing, like, for, like, a tall girl, like, there's girls at our school who are, like, over six feet tall, and for her to find a skirt that's no more than four inches above her knee, like, that's going to be really different for, like, me trying to find a skirt more than four inches, or not more than four inches above my knee, because mm-hmm. I'm 5'2". Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that's, like, a completely different story. And, like, I have felt, and, like, from the stories that I have heard, it it seems like, you know when you know you dress code someone for one thing but not the next person for like the same exact thing like you know i could wear a skirt that's 4 inches above my knee and give it to a friend who's taller and it's not going to be only 4 inches above her knee it's like it, there's there's nothing wrong with the clothing article it's like i feel like girls are being told there's something wrong with their body
2: and mm-hmm. like that is
1: how i have felt personally being dress coded and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. like the things that i've been told it's just like it it's not Comfortable, and it made me feel really uncomfortable in my body. The things that they said, like saying that I can't represent my school looking like that and stuff like that, and it's just like, I, I, it just, it's baffling, honestly.
2: And and Claire, how tall are you? Gosh, how am t-
0: how how tall how am, am tall I? Am? Shut up, honey. <laughs> Um, I am five three, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, so it's not even like you're that much taller.
1: Yeah. I'm actually 5'2 and a half, but people <laughs> don't like it when I mention the half, I am 5'2 half. So we're, we're really similar in height.
2: Yeah, so, so that's that like, adds I'm an ex- interesting element to it as well.
0: Yeah. I was wearing heels on the day of the science symposium, but they weren't heels i never worn before. They weren't like 6-inch stilettos. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they were like,
1: like chunky they were chuggy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the other thing was like, I mean, like I saw like the only thing I thought when I saw your heels was like, it is cold today. <laughs> like I was just like your poor toes. But like, um, I mean, like they weren't like serious heels or anything. Like they were just like yeah, they she, were silly heels. They were silly heels. No, she <laughs> she looked nice. Like it wasn't anything ridiculous. Oh, thanks, like man. I mean, like you looked formal. You looked ready to like go present. But like I mean, like I just I feel like the message you got like with what you were wearing was really inappropriate. Like, I mean, they just, like, that's where I felt like, you know, you were told, like, you needed to cover up, like you were exposing yourself in some awful way. Mm -hmm. And it's like,
0: no. (laughs) Yeah, they, it felt really weird to be treated like that because I'd worked hard to have a good reputation with the administrators and, like, the school as a whole. And just for to be... Just to be treated like a repeated criminal, mm-hmm. but weird and, a shame, like, shameful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, since starting this thing, like, I have been dress-coded twice, and I, in my 17 years of life, have never been dress-coded until last week, when they got me two times for things that, you know, they would never normally get me for. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I feel like part of that is just because I started this whole thing, and so they notice me more and notice what I'm wearing more, because they're like, you're always protesting. And I'm like, this is just my outfit today. Mm -hmm. This is just me wearing something normal. I'm not trying to break dress code. I'm just, like, I try to dress nice every day for school. Like, I mean, that's just how I am. And just, like, the way that they made me feel when I was dress coded, it it really hurt. And it's, like, really affected my self-esteem since that Mm -hmm. happened. Like, I haven't felt comfortable in my body, and, like, that's a totally new thing for me like mm-hmm. I, I've always been a very confident person until like that stuff happened just because like they made me feel like something was inherently mm-hmm. wrong with me in a way just because of the way that they were talking to me mm-hmm. and like someone in administration even said like they told me that it didn't matter what I wore that I was always going to be seen as sexual and wait what
2: wait yeah, Ooh, wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. Wait a minute. No,
1: like, I was talking to someone, like, I don't want to say who it was, but, like, and they told me that, like, it didn't matter if I was in code because someone's always going to see it the wrong way. Because I got dress code one day when I was in code. So,
2: yeah. (laughs) So, that's so interesting because that brings up so many issues about the way in which we talk to young women and, and women in general about their bodies, because it's this idea that no matter what we do, we can only ever be seen as sexual objects.
0: Uh, Lori posted an interesting thing on the Instagram where guys can wear these, like, really tight shirts, those muscle shirts, yeah. but girls can't wear leggings. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, like, that opened my eyes a little bit to, like, wow, that that actually is a double standard. That's kind of awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the reason, like, they, they
1: claim that leggings, like, you shouldn't be able to wear them because, like... They say that fuller girls shouldn't be able to wear leggings. Like, they're like, if you're, like, a size small or something, they're like, yeah, wear leggings. But if you're any bigger than that, wear don't wear leggings. And they say the reason for that is, like, because basically how your body fills them out. Like, I mean, they say, really? like, they don't, Yeah, I know. And, like, they talked about, like, how some leggings become sheer, like, if you're bigger or something like that. And it's, like... You're, you're making this, like, a weight and body type issue yeah. through this, and, like, like with, with the guys being able to wear, like, the tight athletic shirts and stuff like that, it's, it's it's the same thing, like, I mean,
0: it's, yeah, it's the same, it's made of the same material, almost, same material, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it's just, like, and yet there's no
0: problem repercussions with, that.
1: with that, yeah, and it's, like, it doesn't matter if that's tighter, it becomes sheer when they, like, do something, some sort of, just on their arms, even, it's, like, it's not a problem of how sheer it is, like, I don't think it's, like, a problem of, the body in
0: the leggings. The, another thing is like, administrators and like people authority care more about this than the students. Mm. And if this is for the students education to stop distractions, then why are the only ones who care and are getting distracted? The administrators who are not learning. Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like that's the other thing. Like I was told, um, when I, last week, one of the days I got Mm -hmm. dress coded, um, a teacher kind of it made, like, an inappropriate comment about it, saying that I needed to cover up, and then he said that in front of a student who uh, then mentioned it to another male student. Yeah, oh, that was a bad situation. Uh, who mentioned it to <laughs> another male student who said that they didn't see a problem with my outfit or anything like that, that I looked normal, that I looked quite nice that day, and stuff like that. And it's like they, the only person who seemed to have a problem with it was the teacher. And then I also went to a meeting to actually discuss changing the dress code, which went nowhere mm. um but uh an administrator actually said someone asked who is getting distracted by our clothing and the administrator the administration uh, uh the administrator said that the teachers were getting distracted
2: so like that Ew. is that's more problematic because that steps into a whole nother level of like Gross. it's going to become a law and order svu episode versus
1: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> versus um, you know
1: yeah, and I mean, another thing, like, when I was up there talking to them, they were saying, like, well, this is built, like, we built the dress code to prepare you for a
0: professional environment, and I'm like... Not everybody is going to work in, a like, a cubicle, going to have the normal business casual dress code. Yeah,
1: and, like, we go to an art school. Most of the people there are not going to work in a cubicle. Oh, really?
2: Or- so that's yeah. actually... Hold up, I didn't know that. So you're, you're saying yours is, like, a, is it performing arts kind of thing, or...?
0: I don't... On our school being a science and arts magnet school, so mm. like half the school, if not more than half, are art students. Like,
1: oh, it's like there's only like sorry, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's more than half because I mean like the science magnet that's one magnet, and there's like like we have magnet areas which is basically mm-hmm. like a major, but for high school, mm-hmm. uh, and like there's like five art related magnets, and then there's the one science mm-hmm. magnet, something
2: mm-hmm. like that. So. So that's so interesting like, that, like, there's this going concern. Going into artistic careers. Yeah, so where you where it's naturally non-traditional in the sense of, like, clothing and what you wear and how you act. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're saying, like, it prepares us for a professional environment. And first of all, like, you know, most of the students there probably aren't going to be in, like, the sort of office setting and all mm-hmm. that. And then, like, I just kind of feel like if you know, schools and stuff were meant to prepare us in that way for the professional environment, that, you know, colleges would have dress codes, you know, the Mm -hmm. place that are actually going to prepare you for, like, a business environment. Like, I mean, like, just having it in high school doesn't make sense a lot
0: to me for that reason. Mm -hmm. The only time I would find it appropriate would be for a career class where they need it for the course. Not so much for everyday school life where... People just want to express themselves and fashion is changing. I think the school system should also change, should also change with it.
2: No, I, yeah. I think that's really interesting to bring up. Cause I can, even, even when I was in high school, which was like in the mid, no, we're currently in the mid aughts, but like, you know, two thousand you know 2009 or 2008, um, it didn't, it strictly was all, always like if you were going to call out a male, a female student on their dress code, I was always called out by another female administrator, or yeah. a male administrator would tell a female administrator to come talk to me.
1: Yeah, that's um, what happens a lot. The, the males come. The male teachers tell like, or they bring us. They won't like when I was dress code. The male teacher didn't even say a word to me. He was like, just come on, like grab your stuff for going somewhere, and just brought me to. A female administrator like didn't even talk to me didn't tell me what was happening or anything just walked me straight up to the office and was like
2: deal with it that's so interesting so there's not even a connection or a talking to the students from the male administration have you have either of you talked to your parents about that like this and um, you I mean you were like being in a meeting where the administrator saying like they were the ones being distracted not the students have you? How does that make you feel? Because I, I, would personally feel uncomfortable.
1: Uh, yeah, it is really uncomfortable. I mean, like since then, like I've, I've kind of seen stuff like that more often. Like I mean, the, the teacher who said that uh, I needed to cover up to another student apparently also said that I looked naked in what I was wearing. And it, like, I had dressed nice that day. I was going down to the Capitol
2: for mm-hmm. a
1: meeting and stuff like that. Like I, I looked fine. Um, and still like that was said about me and just like thinking about that and thinking about like, I don't know what else is being said about me possibly by administrators or like what happens when I leave the room. Like that makes me really uncomfortable. And also like, you know, I get a lot of story submissions from people on the Instagram and through the email and mm-hmm. through our survey on our website. And it's like, apparently there's a lot of experiences like that where, teachers are making young girls uncomfortable and sexualizing them and stuff like that. Like, I had one girl message me saying that when she was 12, she had a skirt on, and her teacher, like, made a comment about what she was wearing, was, like, staring at her the whole time she was around him and stuff like that. So it's, mm. it's, it's like, it's disturbing and very uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I can, I can completely imagine. Have you heard from other students in your school like particularly students with um I guess what your administration uses like fuller body types talking about their their dress code issues that they've come across or students Uh, of other color
1: yeah a lot um I mean I don't get to talk to a lot of students at school during the school day just because I mean like I'm I'm working all day long Mm -hmm. I mean like sometimes like I'll walk into a room and like will be a couple people in there who are like, hey, yeah, it's you, thank you for starting this, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and oftentimes it is, like, when it's stuff like that, it's minority students and fuller girls and stuff like that, um, but most of the response I get from people is, like, again, through anonymous submission, um, but they do say, like, I am, like, a black girl or something, and they say, like, this is my body type, this is what mm-hmm. I wore, this is what happened, and so it's, like, I mean, like, I've gotten a really wide variety of responses from lots of different types of people
2: and claire what has your experience been you know since the starting of of this movement because are you like directly involved like with the website and the instagram or are you just kind of like the face
0: um i'd like to think of myself as the lightning rod uh (laughs) Grease Lightning. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't an, I didn't wasn't really a part of making the website or the Instagram page. That was all just done by Lori. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really know about it until it was there. <laughs> so, um, or the website like My Dad uh, made the I, website. I know, about everything. I know everything happens when everyone else does, essentially. Mm, mm. So, um, I mean I'm supportive of the movement. I really think that A girl's education is so much more important than what she's wearing. That's my biggest issue with this is that people just want to come to school to learn. Let Mm -hmm. them. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like we shouldn't have to be sent home over stuff like this. And it's like, I mean, I did a, a poll earlier this week, and it was like, I just asked, guys, have you ever had to, like, have you ever been sent home over what Mm -hmm. you were wearing, or, like, have you ever been suspended over what you were wearing, and, like, it was, like, 90% no to that question, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, I'm sure you could ask any girl in school and be, like, have you ever been sent home for what you were wearing, or, like, at least had to wait in the office for a ridiculous amount of time, and the answer is likely yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, when I was dress coded the two times I have been recently, it was, like, I was in the front office for like two hours, missing AP class periods over, you know, the length of my dress. So like that, that felt really upsetting and ridiculous. Just felt like a
0: waste of time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like it is,
1: it's a huge waste of time. And I mean, it's like another thing that um, the administrators expressed fear of was like, people say that they're gonna take it too far. And like, we were talking about being able to wear pajamas to school and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, in this meeting that I went to, and the same administrator who said that the teachers were distracted, um, said that, uh, there's gonna be someone who takes it too far and wears lingerie, and stuff, and it's like, no one's gonna show up to school in lingerie,
0: like, we just wanna wear what we wear outside of school, yeah, Yeah. I mean,
1: like, I don't think there's any, like, you know, 14 to 16-year-old girls wearing (laughs) lingerie out on the streets outside of school, I mean, it's like they i feel like they just need to trust us more cuz i feel like the odds are if we didn't have the dress code that we have we'd be wearing this items that are specifically banned and that's it
2: like mm-hmm. the off the
1: shoulder tops the crop tops the yoga pants mm-hmm. stuff like that so
2: so have you um so have either of you talked to any of like your male or those who identify as male classmates about um, do they actually feel distracted in any way? Not just that, that one guy that, you know, said, oh, your outfit looks fine, but at on, like, a wider scale.
0: No, none <laughs> of them. I, you, honestly, no. Yeah. Uh, I haven't directly asked, but I'm sure none of them have been, like, outwardly going, yes, I am distracted, please get rid of this movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a lot of
1: guys who are actually, like, very supportive of the movement and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I mean, like, we also have guys at our school who want to wear skirts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I mean, the guys that I have talked to haven't mentioned anything about girls being a distraction in the classroom and stuff like that, and I mean, like, I think that they understand themselves that their distractions are their own problems and mm-hmm. not ours. I mean, like, I, I have talked to a lot of guys about it, and, like, I've none of them so far have said that they feel distracted when a girl like has a shoulder out or like a bare midriff or something
2: mm-hmm. so yeah do you feel like this um do you feel like this plays into the idea of of having proper like education around um around like puberty or like sex education Um, And how does like your school address that? Do you think it's like if there would be more comprehensive talk around that, there wouldn't be this idea that, you know, young girls have to be in charge of men's urges?
1: Yeah, because I mean, like the other thing is like, you know, we have a health class that talks about sex ed, but it's very abstinence. Oriented Mm. sort of thing, like I mean, they they talk about like the STDs and stuff that you can get and say, you know, like wear a condom to prevent this, but still never have
0: sex. They don't teach kids how to use them. They don't teach them how to take care of it. Kids are going to do that. Yeah, it is unavoidable. So teach them how to be safe about it instead of prevent, like, telling them not to. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, they also, like, in our sex ed class, they teach nothing about consent or anything like that. Um, it's all, these are all the scary STDs you can get, and to avoid them, I mean, you can wear a condom, but hey, just don't have sex ever. Mm-hmm. Like, or else you will get these diseases and you will die.
2: <laughs> so very mean girls is what you're, is what you're referring to. <laughs>
1: Kinda, Yeah. I mean, it's not like so outwardly like that. It's not like yeah. that dramatic, but like that's that's the air in the room. You know? There's
2: more of like let's a suppression it. of feelings or attitudes versus like yeah. let's talk about this. Yeah. Um. Are there if if men do you want to get involved um, in your school? Is there a way for them to get involved in the movement as well?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, always, you can spread it on social media and stuff like that, but a lot of guys, some of them actually showed up to school in skirts and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. and others are just wearing, like, their athletic shorts that are more than four inches above the knee and stuff like that, because they don't really get dress coded for that sort of thing. So, I mean, like, that's just kind of, like, they can address the kind of sexist issue in that by doing mm-hmm. that, and also, we've had some, uh, African-American boys wear, like, their do-rags and stuff like that. mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I mean, like, it's obviously not just about like the skirt
2: length. Oh stuff. yeah, like, of it's course. It's about
1: all discrimination and dress code.
2: Do you um do you see your administration kind of looking more closely at boys and girls in your schools now that this movement has started, or do you think it's still like same old, same old?
1: I mean, I think that they're trying harder since like this has been brought into the light. Um, I have. Like, I mean, like, I haven't seen any guys get dress-coded. I've heard the administrators say that they've dress-coded some guys. Mm-hmm. And, but usually it's, like, for, uh, like, having rips too high up on their jeans and stuff like that.
2: Hmm. So you don't feel like it's at the, the same level in which you experience it.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. But that's also because, like, the dress code is really biased towards women. Like, there's way more a girl can be dress-coded for than a guy.
2: Mm. and what are what are the demographic makeups of your school in terms of race and ethnicity
1: like percentages
2: well not i mean not like hard percentages but would you say like you're a pretty diverse school or is it mostly white is there a good mix of african-americans hispanics uh it's
1: 80 percent minority and 20 percent white what were you gonna say nothing okay just that <laughs> just that, just that. Okay, yeah um i'd say like you know it's majority african-american Um, probably, like, uh, and then, like, next to that, it's Hispanic, and then... There's, like, five Asians, can (laughs) count them on my fingers at my school? Uh, And then the rest is white students, and then there's some Native American, um, and Pacific Islander. So, yeah.
2: So that's actually really interesting, because when you have this idea that, like, they're being discriminated against because of, you know, skin color, I would even... The first thing that would come to my mind is thinking like, oh, it's probably a mostly white school in the middle of Arkansas. Yeah, um but you're saying that, you know it's actually very much minority based school. Oh yeah, and white kids are in the minority. Um are the administrations are they also as diverse as a school?
0: There are two black administrators who are on the same level as the person who dress coded me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know about you, Lori, but uh, uh, zinc dress coded me. Sorry. Okay. okay there, so a
1: white lady dress coded me. So there's there's like a white lady. There's two
0: there's two black men. Yeah. Uh, there's another white man. Just a white man. <laughs> no, no, another a- one. <laughs> um, the principal is a white man. Um, that that's I can't like, think of anybody. Yeah. That's um, like the that's like the main the top five head mm-hmm. honchos
1: the head yeah the head honchos
2: and so <laughs> um, it's so is it usually not your teachers who would call you out it would just be like administrative people
1: uh, oh, I say it's mostly administration that calls students out for dress code but there are some teachers who specifically sit at a desk and do it and yeah like who there's like teachers who like will stand out in the halls and stuff and parole for dress code and like what I've seen with that is mostly white teachers, just in my own personal experience, like, seeing, like, you know, who, like, mm-hmm. who I've i heard dress codes people a lot, and who I've seen dress code people a lot, like, it's mostly white teachers. White teachers. Um, but, uh, I mean, like, also, like, with the, the race thing, and, like, it being a mostly minority school is, like, also, like, people have said, like, well, obviously, more minorities are going to be dress code, because there's more of them to be dress coded, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it, it's not just that it's like it's the white students not getting dress code for wearing the exact same thing as the minority students and Mm -hmm. also like there's there's like a ton of research that has gone into it and like statistically speaking like with I guess I don't know the words to say like there's a ratio Mm -hmm. and uh it's like uh you know the minority students are unevenly and unfairly dress coded as compared to the white students like they statistically do get dress code more often like there there's articles and studies on that, that we actually have posted on our website. Mm -hmm. Like, there's proof. There's
0: data to back everything up. Um, Mm -hmm. Another another weird double standard. This Mm -hmm. is kind of a little on top, a little off topic, but, like, the outfits the cheerleaders wear at our school are (laughs) extremely short, and I have no problem with that. It's a cheerleading outfit. They Mm -hmm. have to move around, but they... The fact that they will allow that to be on the grounds of the school while teaching is going on, but they won't allow anyone else to wear anything that's longer than that is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean like the cheerleader outfits, they're um they're halter tops, aren't they? Like they, they're here that the shoulders are exposed. Like so it's open shoulder halter top, which is specifically banned in the dress code, then it's a mini skirt that's at least like eight inches above the knee. Mm-hmm. Like it's above the fingertips. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, it's like, it probably comes up to like their, their wrist or something like that. It's like, it's like, it's pretty short. That's the gist. It comes up to like here. That's, uh, you can't see here cause I'm, yeah. But it's, it's, it's like, pretty short. That's the gist. Yeah, it's, it's short. <laughs> and it's like, they say, oh, well that's like a, it's a school uniform. It's a school uniform. It's still, everyone else s- like is in uniform. If you want to get technical, like,
2: hmm. So that, I mean, that's, I like that you bring that up because it's the idea that, like, it, do they just wear it during game days?
0: Yes, usually when there's a game going on that day, they'll rep their outfit, mm-hmm. and uh, it happens, like, during football season, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: the thing is, it's, st- it's still being worn, and, like, if if someone wore a skirt at that exact length on the same game day, and they got dress-coded, wouldn't that be just kind of ridiculous, because oh, they're a distraction, but the cheerleaders are not. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, and it's, like, the other thing that, um, actually,
1: my dad brought this up just about cheerleaders and stuff like that. It was kind of, like, asking guys, like, is it harder to pay attention during, like, A-push or, you know, when you're making an important play in the football game and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's, like, most would say, like, oh, it's so hard to pay attention A-push just because, like, you know, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, like, they... But, you know, you're you're in the game. You're focused on making your play and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, how could you ever? How could you ever win a game with those cheerleaders and those short skirts jumping mm-hmm. up and down on the sidelines? <laughs> so it's like... I mean, it's just... It's ridiculous. Like, no one's actually really... I don't feel like the guys are actually really distracted. I don't think the guys care. I, d- I don't think they care <laughs> either. Uh, and, I mean, like, if... If they do deeply care, that is their baggage. It shouldn't be ours.
2: Because mm, a lot of I, I mean, we see it all the time. A lot of onus is put on on young women to carry the burden of men, um, and how they dress. I mean, and in how we dress. I mean, to like you know keep their keep their emotions at bay. But in reality, we have to think about you know these are like hormonal teenagers who are gonna have hormones. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you can wear a like paper bag. Thing, though,
1: yeah, the other thing, though, is, like, you know, girls, we have those same hormones. We have the yeah. same thoughts, but we're the ones, like, we're told we can't have those thoughts, like, you know, put it down. We're, we're shamed for them and stuff like that, and it's, like... You no, know, we're raised differently, and boys aren't raised in that way. Boys are, you know, championed for, you know, sleeping with more girls, whereas a girl is, you know, put down for sleeping with more guys. And I feel like, you know, if girls can be taught to suppress those feelings and keep it to themselves, and like, you know, focus at school, at school, guys can be taught the same thing.
2: Mhm. Have you um, have you connected with other people kind of doing this movement? Because I know, you know, the past couple years we've heard a lot of. Um, a lot about this about dress codes in schools across the country and how they exclusively discriminate against young girls so i was Mm -hmm. wondering if you have connected with people in other states who are doing similar things to you or store or older stories that have come out you know in years past and and the people behind that
1: oh yeah like um when I first started this, like, me and my dad, we did a lot of research on stuff and specific incidents that had happened to people, and I've gotten in touch with quite a few different girls who had, like, stories about dress code that actually went viral and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I mean, like, I've reached out, like, I, I mean, like, they're involved in some way, like, either I talk to them on a pretty regular bla- uh, basis, mm-hmm. or, like, you know, they just say, like, they support it and have posted about it on their social media and stuff, um, and also just, like, I mean, with the whole Pass the Skirt thing, like, people are bringing it to their schools, like, across the nation, and even a couple, like, in Europe and Canada.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that, I didn't even know it was reaching that far. That's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, I know, I know it's, like, in, um, England, Canada, Hungary, Singapore, uh and then there's like probably one or two other places I can't remember that are not the United States Mm -hmm. so it's it's really cool
2: are you kind of like putting together a package for them like here are the tools you need to kind of start this or is it just like a we're gonna chat once and you'll figure it out (laughs)
1: um well like I've got like there's resources on the website to use and it's like Mm -hmm. what I do when people message me like how do I bring this to my school district I say like like, I, I've made a post on my account about how to do it. But basically, it's, like, you know, make an account called Pass the Start underscore, then, like, the, the acronym for your school district.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, like, you know, you can make your mind for it. You can do this stuff. Like, the main thing, like, I tell them, it's, like, you got to push it out on social media. Um, and then I say, like, you know, talk to your teachers about it. Talk to different clubs about it. Talk to different students about it and stuff like that. Like, it will it will work if you are persistent with it. And I've seen it work in a couple different schools like I mean like there's honestly there's a lot of accounts like I couldn't tell you like Mm -hmm. about them all but a specific one is another school district in Bryant they're getting like a pretty good following I think they've got like 200 followers from their school or something like that and they get a lot of participants over there so I mean like it's it's going to other places
2: what has been the most challenging thing for both of you being part of this movement is it staying persistent, is it staying consistent, you know, what what is that like for you?
1: Um, I mean, like, I think that, you know, things come and go, like, they're very popular for, like, a minute and then it's gone. It's, like, I feel like as far as protesting goes, that's kind of the thing that is like, you know, had its moment sort of thing, because also, like, girls are now more scared of being dress coded, because since we started this, the administration mm-hmm. have really, like, started to um, dress code people more often, but, um, I mean, like, that's just, like, one part of it, because, I mean, I'm still doing work for it, like, every day, and talking to administrators mm-hmm. often about it, it's like, things are still happening, even if, you know, the outward, like, hey, this is a problem thing, like, representation by all the students isn't happening, mm-hmm. so there is that, but um, other than that, I think, like, the, the hardest part about all of it has just been, like, um, teacher backlash,
2: stuff Mm. because
1: like i had a a teacher who originally was like yeah this is this is fine protest is good like stand up for what's right sort of deal and then like this is the same teacher who said i needed to cover up like just like two weeks after all this started and all Mm. that and made those comments and then he was eventually saying to me like you shouldn't be doing this like just focus on school and stuff like that when i called out the fact that he had dress coded me and not all these other people that I'd seen that were out of dress code and stuff and like just kind of mistakes that he had made and like I was his monitor which is like you know little mini student teacher sort of mm-hmm. deal like he, you know <laughs> you like you help them grab their yeah. work and stuff like that um and I, I was his monitor and he removed me as his monitor after dress coded me and stuff like that because I, I guess he didn't like me being upset about it I don't know what happened but like and that was, like, the teacher I was closest with, and so, like, my relationship with him has kind of, like, gone down the toilet because of all this, which sucks, but, you know, you win some, you lose some, so, <laughs> I mean, like, it, I'll be okay, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, that, that's been, like, the hardest part about it for me personally.
0: Um, I, I'd say for me, I just wish I was more involved. I didn't really get to know about any of this stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. Lori's kind of just taken off with it. I'm so all over the place. I'm just like... And her dad. <laughs> yeah. They mm-hmm. both just kind of took off with it, and I didn't really get to <laughs> have a word in it, but, like, you know, I just wish I was more involved. I mean, the other thing about that is, like, Clara had told
1: me that she didn't want to be, like, the face of it or anything. I yeah, so but I didn't yeah, but I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that's what she meant. So, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of, like, doing stuff, and I was, like, telling her about what I was doing, but not mm-hmm. being, like... And not really involving her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't know that she wanted to be. But, I mean, like, she's here now. Like, this is... <laughs> this is me trying. I mean, I mean, I, uh-huh. good, good start. Good
0: start.
2: Yeah, Good start. <laughs> we'll bring her on the podcast. You know, we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can...
2: But, I mean... Yeah for you to so backtracking a little bit for you to be more involved what would that look like for you
0: i don't know maybe be part of more interviews and talk about it with Lori. mm-hmm um, she was thinking about making merchandise if that's still in play i'd like to help design yeah. that that'd be great because <laughs> i'm also an art student yeah I've okay been. um so i you know just use my talents did i just Let's rephrase that. Use my abilities. To
1: use these talents of mine. My,
0: <laughs> my great use skill. My, I don't want to say talent. That sounds so conceited. Uh, no, but if it's use... a gift,
2: it's a gift, girl. Never listen. Never let anyone downplay your gifts and your talents.
0: That's only me. I'm <laughs> the only person who does. You are it. your biggest critic. Yeah.
2: I mean, we all are, but don't let anyone ever, you know, downplay what you have because exactly. whatever you have is special
0: um i i just want to like you know use my ability and like field and art to Mm -hmm. be specialized towards this movement movement and like you know be persistent with it i'm very good at being persistent with things Mm -hmm. and like wanting to keep this movement alive because i'm really not i'm not letting the administration or anybody just brush this over and wait for us to graduate yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: not happening no, not happening. Not happening.
2: <laughs> so, I what mean, you're, you're saying people, is it's not happening.
0: That's... Like, they're, they're not going to you not can't, You can't get rid of us. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You've made this issue. You've... You almost put my science seal in danger. You've put a lot of other people's yep. education in peril. You should change. And, like, you learned. Made a lot of girls feel really shitty about themselves. Sorry I said a bad word. But... Oh, no, you're
2: fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, it's just. But, like, stop valuing something so unimportant yeah i mean mm-hmm. just like and
1: it just the administration administrators who have been like some of them like i mean the good thing like my principal has been like yeah protest is fine do whatever like we'll mm-hmm. work with you sort of thing um but like i've had other teachers be like why are you doing this like stop doing mm-hmm. this don't do this stop pressing so hard stuff like that saying like you can't have this now sort of thing like they act like i'm trying to like be like a This is what I want, and I want it now. Which, in a way, it's like, you know, yeah. But, like, they don't understand, like, that I'm not being uncooperative with them, or I'm not understanding what they're saying. I'm not understanding that it's a process. It's like, they're not understanding that this issue isn't just a Parkview issue. It's, like, an issue for
2: millions of people around the world. Mm Mm-hmm. I really, I really like that. What do you... What do you see past the skirt being, say, five years from now?
0: Uh... A victory, (laughs) because it'll win. win. I hope so. No, it'll win.
1: Uh, Honestly, like, I think that if, uh, you know, the the way that it will succeed is, like, if we, you know, resist and persist. And it's like... I like rhymes. Uh, (laughs) But... I mean, like that—that's true. Like you know, you gotta resist what's happening, and you have to persistently do so. Because so often I see stuff like this that like comes up, or stuff that you know sparks in the move in the news and stuff like that. And it's like it, it fades away, it dies out because people aren't persistent with it, and it's like mm-hmm. people move on to the next thing, and it's like they stop caring, and it's like well that when well, you know that's a that's a thing in the past and all mm-hmm. that. And it, but it's like, I mean, if if we keep doing this we keep saying this is a problem that mm-hmm. we need to address like they won't be able to ignore it and so like that's kind of what we're trying to do um and I mean like I'm, I'm hoping that it will actually be like a, a big movement because it's a big problem mm-hmm. and like I'm hoping that it continues to grow and continues to flourish and will help a lot of people you never know what's going to happen but I hope good things do <laughs>
2: <laughs> well yeah I hope it I mean it's it's sad to me because I I mean, obviously, I'm a lady, been a lady, born a lady, Um, and I think about the fact of, like, when I was in school and things that I would get in trouble for that I wore, but if you knew my parents, like, I have strict immigrant parents, so it's, like, anything I wore out of the house, they had to approve. Yeah. And so the fact that you don't approve it versus my mother, like, there's just no way that that could be inappropriate then. You know, yeah. like, that kind of, that kind of thing of, like, my parents said it was okay. They feel, like, my, you know, my parents always had the idea, like, whatever you wear out of the house, you're representing us. Yeah. As a unit, so we can't have you out there looking a mess.
1: Yeah, you know? I understand that. I mean, like, the other thing is, like, you know, I feel like policing outfits and, like, you know, dress and stuff like that is something that, if it's going to happen, should only happen at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because the other thing is, like, I mean, like, it's not comfortable to have people that you don't know, that you're not close with or anything, mm-hmm. who you don't have any connection to, don't relate to, tell you what you're wearing is wrong, and, like, kind of shame you for it sort of thing. I mean, like, your parents, like, they might be like, oh, you look silly, and stuff like yeah. that. But, it's, like, it's not the same relationship, the same trust, mm-hmm. like, with an administrator that it is with your parents. Um, so, I mean, there, there is that... Uh, aspect of it and like at the same time like uh, teachers were saying like well if we allow that to happen at home students are gonna come to school and they're gonna change when they get to school and I'm like well so what like I mean they're growing up you got students as old as like 18 in this Mm -hmm. school like that's an age where they should be able to decide what they wear
2: so and I mean kids are gonna change I mean I knew I know kids that changed when they got to school anyway
1: yeah you know when
2: (laughs) when they left home or whatever um, but my last question for the both of you, um, is how, cause I, I, asked this to all my guests, um, how do you describe being a woman or womanhood?
0: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. oh. I like it a lot. Like there, there come hardships, but we can overcome them. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, but empowering.
1: I think mm-hmm. like, I mean, being a woman, like I, I wouldn't ask for anything else. I love being female. Uh, and there's battles that we have to fight and you know, that's, that's frustrating,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I mean like resist and persist. We can do it. man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's, I mean, it's so interesting because I mean, obviously you're the youngest guest I've had on the show. Really? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I was like, have your parents sign. Um, because usually I'm usually I'm talking to, you know young women like my age or or older, um who are maybe like a little bit more established in their careers or they're like, you know, running a company or something. So it's so interesting to hear how solid you both feel in in your thoughts as like what womanhood is being such a young age, because I certainly had no idea what I felt about yeah. it and yeah. still don't at times so it's it's really great to hear your like very concrete and short answers on that yeah I like it <laughs> you're like I like it it's and concrete, that's it short
0: as a gift yeah. I heard concise I gave concise <laughs> <laughs> are rolling out okay let me stop
2: <laughs> um so before we go is there anything that you ladies want to promote you're amazing. Oh, <laughs> how
0: amazing Natalia is! <laughs> yeah.
2: Not me. I was hoping you know you know, plug the website, plug the Instagram. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> you can go to like a like all of our social media and our website is past the skirt. Like you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Sounds it's cool. all. Not SoundCloud. It's all (laughs)
0: Pass the Skirt.
1: Uh, We are not SoundCloud rappers. Not yet. Um,
0: No, no. Not ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, And our website is pasttheskirt.com. And on our website, you can read more about, you know, what we're about, how you can get involved. There's different uh, resources to view there about, you know, dress code studies and different, you know, unfortunate incidents where girls have been dress coded. Uh, There's also... On there you can find like every single news article on us and like the different um segments on shows and stuff that uh we've done interviews for and you can also take our survey and on our survey like it'll ask you about like how you feel about the dress code and you have the opportunity to tell your dress coding horror story if you will or just like (laughs) you know give your opinion on what needs to happen and all submissions are anonymous and, you know, like if your story, you know, strikes a chord and stuff like that, uh, it can be, it'll likely be posted on the website. Or like on the website, you can also read through a bunch of stories that have been submitted to us um, and it might be posted on the Instagram. So, yeah.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Well, you ladies so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Laura and Clara. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Pretty face Lady 3 uh, And please go ahead and like us on Facebook um, at pretty face Ladies or type in more than a pretty face if you would like to email us because you want to say hi, you want to be on the show, know somebody that can be on the show, you want to sponsor the show because we're looking to sell out. Uh, please email us at prettyfacewomen at mtapfpodcast.com. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.